This is Dai Zenshu EX, the podcast, episode 275 for the week of, I don't know, what do you think, mid to late October? I'd say so. Welcome to Dai Zenshu EX, the podcast. An extension this week of two, count them two, one, Dose two. for all our international fans. That's right. All encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites right here. You got the dies of the N to the shoe to the E to the X. And off yonder. Well, I can't do that, but I'm going to go with Constantine. <laughs> I've been listening to Fresh Prince today. <laughs> no, I, it's I would through. have no idea that that's what you would listen to. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Take it from me, kids. We do all the entertaining right here. Heath, welcome across the internets talking with me. My name is Mike. Dragon Ball. You ready for this? I am. I am so pumped. I got your text this morning and I was like, let's do this. That's right. It's uh, it's one of these weird off kilter in all variety of ways kind of episode. We're doing this in the middle of, well, early midweek. Didn't do an episode over the weekend because everyone's been sick. If you tuned in to our last episode, the manga review of awesomeness, we finished it off. You heard, I think everyone die toward the end of the episode and I was standing alone surviving that didn't last too much longer i've been uh i don't know if you can hear it in my voice but i can kind of talk today i think something's going down yeah i know my wife's out on the couch now she's been sick for like a week and a half i've been holding out you know what i do in this case i just blame julian well of course easiest target so what we're kind of going to do is uh do an episode that's just i mean we've done topic only episodes kind of three weeks in a row something like that at nauseum almost i know so this is going to be the mike and heath talk about news and some other shit kind of episode the best kind of episode it is, is what you're kind. saying <laughs> i think it is well no i don't actually think that i think it's good i mean if you're a, a long time or even a short time podcast listener you can tell that i specifically stagger episodes in certain ways to cover certain types of content certain ways of explaining that content None of this should come as any surprise to you. And we're actually going to be out of town this coming weekend for a wedding. Actually, I got two weddings, two weekends in a row, but be out of town visiting folks in Chicago this weekend. So this is going to cover you for a little bit of time. So I hope you enjoy it. And that's all I got for right now. Heath, comments, concerns. Comments, concerns. I did, in fact, carve a pumpkin today, Mike. A pumpkin, mind you. I'm, I'm very glad. It was so fun. I'm a grown-up and... uh we carved pumpkins at work. But other than that, everything's going great. Uh, you know, just hanging in there. And I'm ready for some Dragon Ball action. All Hit right. me up, man. Uh, before we get to news, that's going to be the main subject of this episode. I do want to acknowledge some donations actually at the top of the show here because people have been coming through and it's just spectacular. I can't believe. We love these people. I'm really at I a mean, loss for words. So just yeah, recently. I don't think it shows enough that we really love these people. I mean, you're willing to give us things. Yeah. So that we can do things. And we'll explain where some of this went, but some of the most recent folks that have donated, Michael, John, and Joe, I haven't named anything yet for these three folks. Uh, I get a couple ideas of how I'm applying things, but I do want to mention Joe in particular. The manga review of Awesomeness meant uh, apparently a lot to a lot of people. And Joe came through with something just in honor of the manga review of Awesomeness. And all I really want to say is that it's helping us do a lot. For starters, we are finally getting Jake Herms, your buddy from Constantine Heath, a microphone to rival the rest of us. Thank God. I'm pretty sure that everyone is going to be happy 
about that. Just a little side story if you care. The last microphone that Jake has been using, that is an emergency headset he ran out one evening. I think it was the episode that myself, Jake, and Lance did on the kind of forgotten side video game characters. We went to hit record and his headset died that instant. Yeah, he lives uh, about five minutes away from a Best Buy on foot. So (laughs) 30 minutes later, Jake had a new headset. That's what we've been using with him ever since. He's getting just a fantastic new microphone. Can't wait. We'll be putting it to use probably the next episode we do. I'm not sure what the schedule is, but Jake proposed the idea that we talk about kind of the demon world of Dragon Ball for Halloween. I think it's a great idea. So you can look forward to that. I'm so excited, Joe. Thank you. I do want to also note that Joe specifically noted in his donation that hopefully it can go towards alcohol for Jeff to get through the GT review of awesomeness. So Jeff is getting his pick of beer for that first episode next month. Wow. Do our that, listeners wow. know us or do they know us? It's almost sad. <laughs> but i love it i i really do i i don't know if people realize how much we appreciate for what we do and what they give back because we don't really expect anything we don't don't. it's just it's so awesome that these people are out there we'll get to the news in just a second but i will put it out there this is how i always explain it it's this type of stuff that lets me know that whatever we need to do whatever we want to do i don't even have to think about it it's covered you guys love this franchise just as much as we do and i'm flabbergasted so amazing all right heath now that we're done butt kissing let's talk about the news yes send us more stuff but yeah let's let's go to the news We've got some Funimation-specific things here, but they're kind of of interest to folks all throughout the world. The upcoming Blu-ray sets are they're really piquing the interest of worldwide fandom because Funimation's products are kind of the the B-side to the Japan's A-side releases, if that makes any sense. Like, they are so global in scale even though you think they're just the North American releases, people import this shit like there's no tomorrow. People have really been looking forward to when is a real true trailer for Funimation's upcoming Blu-ray sets, this level 1-1-1-2, gonna hit the web. We had that preview at Otakon. Nothing has come since then. Well, a trailer has hit the web now. It's not the Otakon preview that showed some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. That was more of a teaser for what I think will be the extras. This is just one of those, here, it's coming, Here's a couple comparison bit things. The one from Otakon I did see on YouTube this afternoon. Oh, is that one up as well? I believe they're both up because I watched it. Oh, all right. Excellent. I totally skipped over that one. Well, great. Now that one's up as well. And uh, here's just another. This is just a. Yeah, this one's just a short kind of generic. The other one is the one with the people, you know, over applying the dust filter. And hey, here's my dog. I have glasses. I don't have glasses. Excellent. Okay. That was that was a fun little. uh, tease it what's to come i don't know what we can say we've been saying that you know we're gonna wait until we get substantial things to compare and make an educated guess and i hate to keep saying well we can't do it yet we can't do it yet these are still low resolution it's for a blu-ray release can we say anything until the blu-ray comes out i'm not going to (laughs) i mean i i already made up my mind a little while ago that i'm very excited about this I I think it's going to be good for the franchise, but I know for me alone, and I didn't really put two and two together until later this afternoon when I was thinking about it, Uh but now we have the Dragon Boxes. I'm almost just at the good for them, but I I don't really care. You know, I'm not going to go out and 
do tons of comparisons because right now everyone in the franchise basically has what they want. So now they're just stepping it up and that's great for them. It is. There have been lots of holdouts, confusion. This is kind of making it even more confusing. The number of releases tossing. I occasionally like to toss some joke, not jokes, but Google queries we get for how people find Daisenshu EX. And someone legitimately typed, will Funimation re-release Dragon Ball Z? To us that are in this fandom, it's wonderfully cute and naive of a question. Very much so. To the greater general and I don't mean that pejoratively, but just the general audience to whom this was just a show on TV. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. They they go to the store. There's three different versions on the shelf. What is this? Why? Confusion. My response was, when will they not re-release <laughs> Dragon Ball C? The only point I want to toss out there is we know that to create this new release, it is the digital transfer from the film that they used in 2007 that we have created a wonderful scapegoat of Steve Franco of from that resulted in the orange bricks. However, this is pre-Franco with a new set of processes on it. The thing to note in there, though, is that it's the same film from 2007. They have not, and I confirm this from Funimation, they have not gotten anything new in addition or to replace that. That means that the Japanese audio track is the same as it's been since 2007 in terms of audio, which is very important to us. Well, the Dragon Box eclipses that. Right. I almost wish they'd just take it out of the Dragon Box. <sighs> I know, like, just swap it over. Can you guys do that? I'm sure that breaks at least five contracts. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure it does. <laughs> they can't really do something like that. Which I guess is a valid point to put out there for people that are really like, Oh, yeah, why sure. Why don't they just do this? I mean, they, when a company gets something from another company, you're legally bound to use it within a certain restraints that you have signed off on. Right. And we don't know what those are, but there certainly are a series of outlined steps that they can and cannot do. That's probably. I'm assuming that's one of them. Yeah. Like you you can't mix and match different things. You got to. We signed off on this and this is all we're signing off on. Of course, that's going to result in fan projects where (laughs) we'll probably do the same thing where we're ripping Dragon Box Audio and reauthor some Blu-ray episodes just for shits and giggles. So because, you know, we have nothing better to do. I was about to say for shits and G's and I realized that it's kind of reverse censoring. But I am excited about this. I think it will actually be good. It's looking to be pretty faithful. Yeah, I really have no qualms with this and all the power to Funimation. Yeah, I think this is so. probably the most attention we're going to give it now until the product comes out. That's only a month from now, too. So, right. So be it. All right. Yeah, my, my only qualm that I ever had was, why are we jumping from Z-Kai straight to this? And But I think at this point, we're sort of past that. Everyone's just yeah. ready for Z on Blu-ray. Yeah, we've taught that out. All right, Heath, speaking of Dragon Boxes, this was a fun little bonus extra surprise out of the middle of left field nowhereness. Yeah, I did not see this coming. So what Funimation did was something that Toei did not do. They actually included the next episode preview for the first episode of Dragon Ball GT with the final Dragon Box for Dragon Ball Z. So I tip my proverbial cap to Funimation because they hit this dead on. 
Yeah. Now, Heath, I guess we have to put in perspective, why is this significant? Well, yeah, it it was GT started the next week. Of course, episode 291 had the next episode preview. Oh, yeah, sure. It previewed GT. Why is it significant that it appeared here? Well, Michael, it is significant because in Japan, the next episode preview for Dragon Ball GT was left off of the final Dragon Box Z. It was actually included with the GT Dragon Box itself. So if you wanted it from a completist standpoint, you would have to get the GT Dragon Box. Aha! It's a cute little thing. And a lot of people actually didn't like it because completists like myself, GT next episode preview was aired with episode 291. Sure, sure. Why is it not with it? Right. That was part of the point of why we all love the Dragon Boxes so much. It wasn't just the presentation. It was the completeness of it. This is how we all watched it from its original Japanese TV broadcast. Of course, that went through multiple VHS copies and eventually to fan subs. But we saw it, you know, with a preview with the next episode preview recap, all that jazz. And here it was presented complete with, you know, the preview and the ending theme flip flopped. But. It's right story for another day which more when i found this out the biggest question i had was so the stock footage they got from toei mm. actually had this in it it did and very strange so, yeah that's that's kind of weird of course you could take this in so many different directions does this mean we're getting dragon box gt does it imply in any way is there an option for it i don't know that we can even ask any of these questions yeah right i don't now. think we can i think that's for me, too much of a stretch. Yeah, I yeah. think it was, you know what? Which I guess in the same vein, we should note that there were no other extras really included, like TV specials, other things from the Dragon Boxes. So right, to right. have this thrown in, I think was just a really nice touch of, hey, we have this, guys. We're going to use it. Right. Here you go. And they clearly knew their stuff. It was in the right place. It wasn't relegated to some extras menu. It was just plopped where it belonged and great inclusion. And on the same note, it's also something that was never seen in the U.S. True, so. true. Totally new to the general audience that had not imported either the Dragon Box or, well, yeah, that was the only place because it wouldn't have been on the single disc R2, would it? Uh, I don't know that. I don't believe it we was. Know. I don't believe it was. Probably not because they kind of perfectly mirrored the Dragon Box yeah, discs. Yeah, they perfectly copied. And then even still, I don't think it was ever released with the singles because it was actually a bonus. Right, right. Even on the GT box. Well, we've successfully gone and made a big story to do happiness about <laughs> what a 30 second bit of video if that hey you know those are the fun things they are we're happy let's turn it over man this story it just never ends you think kai is the thing that just keeps on going after it's dead but the fallout of kenji yamamoto it's still being felt not just in japan but across the entire globe i can't believe what is going on here so let's start here in the u.s and again if you don't know what we're talking about kenji yamamoto kai music scandal read the feature your eyes will gape open. Wonderful, wonderful reading. So here we go. Funimation over in the US. Kai is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. They get through four sets. The scandal hits. Fifth set seems to be delayed a little bit. When it comes out, Indeed switches over to the Shinsuke Kikuchi replacement score as it was originally composed for DBZ TV 1989 movies onward. Now Funimation is releasing what they're calling season sets. Again, season makes no sense, but whatever. For Kai, 
it's episodes one through 26 this first season, which is really just the first two sets combined, one through 13 and then 14 through 26. We kind of anticipated this, but now that it's out, it's been confirmed. This re-release does contain the replacement score. So if you wanted the Kenji Yamamoto score as it was broadcast on TV in Japan the first time it aired, you gotta go back and find those singles. Whoa, hold up, scratch that. It sounds like these sets may or may not... Maybe some contain the Yamamoto score still. So when you hear us talk about independent confirmation and checking things for ourselves, this is why we mean that. So we'll get back to you on that one. Or can you even do that anymore? There was a video that someone put up. Seems like they do just some random anime reviews. Not familiar with the person. And I haven't been able to confirm this for myself just yet, totally independently. But this person claims that they got a new copy of Volume 4 on Blu-ray, which I do own and does contain the Yamamoto score. Their version contains the Kikuchi score. Interesting. Hmm. So that means to me that Funimation stealthily tossed out a reprint of a disc that was going to get this season treatment probably pretty soon anyway onto the market with a replacement score. And we've seen them do this before. Oh yeah, sure. Don't announce anything. It just sort of gets slipped in there. Yeah. Yeah. You think back to what was it? 2000 when the trunks discs, they were mysterious youth and prelude to terror. Those got silent mm-hmm. reissues. The second one there got those two episodes tacked on, which were originally Burger King, uh, exclusive episodes on dub VHS. And they kind of just secretly put out a re-release of that second trunks disc and it had those extra episodes and the two discs had subtitle corrections and i think maybe the eye catches were put back in that's kind of irrelevant now with the dragon boxes which is kind of fun you think back to all the crazy stuff that went on with those singles and out of order i can just buy it in order it's really nice isn't it it is Heath, we're not done with this story wait not yet (laughs) not Yet. Remember Damn Raging it. Blast 2? That was the video game that came out last year. PS3, I do remember that. 360. It was a fighting game. Because I didn't buy it because I heard horrible things from Corey. Uh, it was way better than the first one. I had a decent enough time with it. Anyway, okay. so... It's possible that additional reprintings of Raging Blast 2, a video game, have a replacement score in them. There's a video that popped up online, didn't really get any attention right away, but I think a couple days, maybe a week or so went by and someone brought it to our attention again. And all of a sudden, wait a second, something's going on here. These folks popped in. They were very excited, very confused. They popped in what they said was a new copy. They bought at GameStop that day of Raging Blast 2 for the 360. And rather than the opening theme coming on, it's that first shot of Kula in his fifth form and Battle of Omega by Hironobu Kageyama pops on. Instead of that, the music played during the opening is the replacement theme song from the American version of Sparking Neo, which folks over here got as Budokai Tenka Ichi 2. Yes, Kenji Yamamoto had involvement in Battle of Omega. I'd have to go back and check the credits, but he usually he does the composer. keyboards and arrangements at the very least yeah. on those. But yeah, there's usually composition in there as well. And I think the music throughout the rest of the game was replaced as well. Definitely the opening. But uh, one of our foreign members from Europe corroborated that story as well with their version of Raging Blast 2. Not just in the US, at least extending over to Europe as well. This right this here is just getting insane. I'm starting Starting to be, I've overused phrases like blown away and flabbergasted. I don't know what the next level I can go to for that kind of emotion would be, but that's where I am right now. They're just going to scrap everything he ever had anything to do with the series. I mean, he's kind of 
being erased from history. Wow. Just wow. I This is, like I said, this is insane. I mean, to go through and have to replace all this music. And it's not like Raging Blast 2 was a significant seller. The That's fa- true. The fact that they're still going back and putting out new copies with a replacement score. There must be serious fear of repercussions going on in Japan. I really wonder who approached them initially. I wish we knew that. I know. That's the thing. Did they discover it on their own? I want to take credit and say it was me, but of course that's not true. <laughs> wow. We've talked We've talked for years about how it seems like they knew something was going on because Battle Point Unlimited specifically, with very, very, very few minor exceptions, was never ported to any compilation releases. That was the song used during Trunks' Super Saiyan transformation. Is that episode 120, I believe it is? DBZ? Something like that. Sound about yeah. right. That was the kind of at least three song mishmash from this band called Propaganda in Germany, I think. And that's just of been all places. kind of the the central thing that we've, I don't, Kenji Yamamoto causing trouble. May he rest in peace. <laughs> may his works rest in peace. I was listening to, God, what did I have in the other day? I think it may have just been the Super Butoden 2 soundtrack. And yeah, the ripoffs are apparent, but there's still some good arrangements arrangements so i'm of two minds here it's tough poor guy fortunately half the people saw it coming yep yep absolutely all right i guess yamamoto affects some of this news heath i'm leaving this to you because i gotta drink some water we got kai updates we talk about global fandom we're proving it right here all right for all you international fans out there we got a little kai update for you big thanks to wj Braden for the extensive updates on all these because we take no credit for anything because we don't do anything we just report the news that's right i regurgitate australia is getting the english dub broadcast starting on november first now apparently this was announced to be beginning in may but listings are now showing that it's coming in november so be looking for that november first we also have the english dub is now airing in southeast asia and in pakistan so look for that if you live there the thai version of cartoon network is also airing a thai dub of kai And Catalonia in Spain is getting their own dub on 3XL, which I assume is a station. And Puto, one of our forum members, mentions that they kept all their old dub terminology in place, so there's some fun stuff if you really follow that. Biohazard also points to a comment from their Goku voice actor, and is he also their director? I don't remember. Uh, Who said they wanted to be more accurate, but the fans wanted their old incorrect stuff, so they sort of went with that, which... It's a shame, but if that's what the fans want, I guess that's what the fans get. Uh, Galician dub is coming soon, so look for that. Since we just mentioned all these dubs kind of focused around Spain, I I will toss out there. Spain got some pretty nice releases over the last couple of years based on the Dragon Box Masters. They had at least five dubs on there. They had the the Spain-Spanish dub, they had the Galician dub, they had the Catalan dub... 
I don't even know if I'm saying all these correctly, the Bosque dub, they were kind of fascinating to flip through. I grabbed a couple of those volumes just out of morbid curiosity. The quality level between all the different dubs, kind of like as you flip through them, it gets lower and lower and lower quality. But in Europe, they still love the Dragon Ball. Hey, who doesn't? All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Latin America Cartoon Network took a break from the show uh, we're presuming that it was to switch from the Yamamoto score to the Kikuchi score, but new episodes should be airing soon. And Nickelodeon France is airing new episodes of the French dub. And that, my friends, is your international Kai update. Yeah, lots of great stuff from around the world. I mean, France was really taking things to a new level with, all right, first we're just going to air it up because we got it and we're ready to go. And yep, here it is in Japanese on TV. Then they were doing, I think, an edited dub and an uncut dub that was eventually going to hit DVD. France is kind of right up there with Funimation in the U.S. of taking it to awesome levels. Well, I know on Content Eye, a lot of our hits come from France. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely big over there again. That's what I got for news. Heath, was there anything else over the last week or so? I tried to hit what I thought was big. Um, There was something new I found out. It's not really news. Okay, well, let's toss it in here just for the hell of it. Okay, Uh, so I was going and looking through some of my... CDs, and I noticed I got a uh, GOKB, which some of you may remember. They did the Orange Hero ending oh, theme for the yes. Jump Super Anime Tour special. Yep, and they just came out with a new CD in February, which I just picked up a little bit ago. Uh huh. And the cover art was drawn by Mr. Toriyama himself. Oh, really? For the band. Yeah, I believe it's called uh, Invader Invasion is the name of the album. Not the follow-up I was expecting. was kind of hoping to get a full version of the song on there. I was too, because when I saw the cover art, I was like, please tell me the song is on here, but it's Damn. not. We, so we still don't have a full version of that. We do not. That Which is sucks. a shame, because I really want, even if it's not a full version anymore, I just want... Give me a nice MP3. I would love that. Something kind of related, just some other product with a Dragon Ball related person. Just doing my regular Dragon Ball searches on CD Japan, see if anything kind of snuck in there is coming out. I don't know what the series is, but it's called C3. And Minoru Maeda is doing the cover art for it. It could not possibly be further away from Dragon Ball. Really? Yeah, let me send you a link to this, and I'll I'll link wow. it with uh, the episode. It has nothing He's to do. He's one of do. my favorite animators of all time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, Heath, while you're looking at this, tell people who Maida is. Oh, uh, Maida Miro is the man behind most of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. He was the animation supervisor up uh, from the very beginning of Dragon Ball up half what he go through 199 right episode 199 of dragon ball z uh he actually carried over he worked on dr slump as well uh, he did a lot of the artwork for most of the magazines and uh not jump itself but specific magazines that came out for dragon ball and he just basically did a lot of the artwork i know he did most of them for the anime movie right right manga and a lot of the other stuff so if you think of dragon ball z at the beginning and you see any type of promotional work that's not drawn by toriyama it was drawn by maeda definitely so i sent you a link to this it looks like it's a tv series based on a light novel uh this is what maeda's doing right now wow Oh, man. Japan, what are you doing? You're killing us here. Oh, well, I guess I'll take it. All right. We're closing in on the end of the month. That was news. I'm sick. I can't talk. Let's, uh, what's Twitter got? 
All right, our friend Puppet Doctor says, maybe discuss why there isn't an Ultimate Blast demo yet when there have been demos for Burst Limit, Raging Blast 1, and 2. So, Mike, go. I guess the thing to mention there is Burst Limit was put out when that was still Atari doing the... Atari was to Namco Bandai as Pioneer was to Funimation kind of back in the day, the sub license distribution thing that got revoked for various reasons so now it's just namka bandai themselves but yeah you're right burst limit got a demo raging blast one got a demo raging blast two got a demo that was actually timed exclusive in the u.s on 360 despite it being globally available on the ps3 i actually got the german demo of raging blast two on ps3 before i think a week before it came to the u.s great question here uh he i'm starting to get concerned that Namco Bandai is sending this game out to die. Yep, pretty much. We are not seeing anything in the U.S. specifically. I know they've been talking to uh, the really hardcore French fans, and they've kind of taken it up on themselves to do the mass promotion for this game, and that's yeah, they really have down throughout the world but there is nothing going on here in the u.s i know that they've got dark souls and that's kind of (laughs) that was a really funny situation too because they wanted nothing to do with demon souls atlas took it and made it into way more than they possibly could have thought it was going to be and now this year they're like oh yeah of course we're gonna put out dark souls That, that this is great so they got that going on and they're pimping that and rightfully so But hey, you do have a Dragon Ball game coming out and we're hearing absolutely nothing from the horse's mouth here. But it'll hit store shelves in what, November? So Uh, October 25th, sir. There you go. Yeah. So you'll have a demo out in um, a week. I doubt we'll see a demo at all. The demo will be you pay $60. It'll be the best demo ever. (laughs) Be the best worst demo ever. Everything will be unlocked. Just imagine. Sure it will. In a Dragon Ball game, Heath, I think you live on a different planet from the rest of us. I may. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm as concerned as you guys are right now. I'd love to do more with it, but you're not giving us anything to work with right now. Well, I will add, I know it's out in other countries because I've seen videos of it on YouTube. Yeah, Namkabanda Europe, uh, just like yeah, we were saying basically earlier. basically that's about it. They were putting out the series of videos talking about the hero mode and the character creator. Namkabanda US is like, I guess we'll put this one up. Not yeah, the eight I, that EU did. I'm really impressed with what they've been doing over there. It's a shame. I don't know. If there's a European demo, we will absolutely let you know. And I've got my alternate accounts ready to go to check it out. But I think until the game drops on the 25th here, 28th in Europe, and over Oh, God, it's not till, I think, December 4th or something in yeah, Japan. Yeah, it's way late. Man, I, they better get an extra They're shooting for that something. Christmas yep. drive. All right, let's move on. Willie asks us, why is the Genkidama performed differently by Goku in the Saiyan and Frieza arcs? The energy in hand versus the ball in the sky. Heath, what you got? Okay, here's what I got. I actually put a little thought into this, so I'm quite proud of myself. Uh, I'm going to go with how much energy he's actually collecting. Now, the movie kind of 
throws us a little bit out the window because he uses against Slug, and so this quite doesn't make sense. He but... actually uses it. Hold on, he uses it against Wiro. He uses it against Talus, and he Talus. uses it against Slug. And all three of those are, are kind the of hand. the hand version, right? But my assumption is, by the time we get to the Frieza arc. Frieza is just so powerful that he needs to collect so much energy that he can't hold it all in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Or his arm. So, and what fun would it be to, hey, Frieza, look at my hand while I stand here. You know, you kind of got to put it in the sky. And then after that, we see it come back again against Boo. So, you know, if you want to take it back to the hand version, we actually see two minor variations on it there. Think back to when he's training with Kaio. The first time we see him practice it and throw it at the brick or whatever it was, it wasn't even an orb. He just kind of had a glowing fist that he tossed. We didn't really see what that resulting blast was, maybe because it was just so close range. We got a similar thing when he used it against Vegeta when he was Ozaru. It was just kind of this glowing fist. But then when he transferred it over, hey, could it in? take this attack that's when he formed it actually it was kudadin who formed it into a ball that first time so yeah we saw a couple couple different so if you take it from that where he forms into a ball over his hand then theoretically why couldn't he form it huge in the sky it just seems more like a manipulation thing of how do i want to use this yeah yeah sort of thing so i don't think it's so much well Oh, I just have this and I like it in my hand, you know. I can do whatever I want with this. It's I now have this energy. I agree. I think it's a combination of those. More than anything else, it's I gotta think, it's definitely the amount of energy he's collected. When he's right. doing it against Frieza, he needs it to be big. But that pulls it over to, well, he wants to completely engulf Frieza with this. He doesn't want to just hit him with it. He wants to make damn sure that thing hits him. So he's got to make it into this giant ball in the and sky. And all he did was poke his eye out. That's right. So Fred comes to us and asks, Dragon Ball Online, just because. So he didn't really ask it, but he stated it. So we're supposed to talk about it. Uh, I think I've said a few times, Dragon Ball Online is weird. I love the story, the history, the richness that it's adding to the Dragon World. And I'm doing everything in my power not to learn anything about it in the off chance that it comes to a native English translation. Does that make sense? Is that weird? Yes, complete sense. Because <laughs> I was going to say, my only problem with it is I don't have it. And right. I don't want to steal social security numbers and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. And it's not in Japanese, so I don't have huge access to it, and it's definitely not in English. Yeah, that's so. a weird thing. I mean, you can translate the the HUD and the menus and all that jazz, but that's kind of not what we're interested in. We want the, the yeah. nitty gritty, and if it's in Korean, well, fuck us. What are we going to do? I'm going to go find someone that knows Korean, and I, I don't know anyone. I've got a couple friends, and when it first came out, I was like, I'm sorry, um, this is about Dragon Ball. Can you translate the sentence? And like most marketing. It was great game for popular franchise. Uh, sorry, I made you yeah. read that. But hey, it's Dragon Ball Online. It's something new, and I'm sure I'll like it someday when I know more about it. Hey, let me ask you this. When Mary and I were talking about video game openings, folks were saying, hey, did you check out the Dragon Ball Online opening? And I did check it out. Do you have any thoughts on it? Have you seen it? I have seen it. I saw it basically right when it first hit YouTube. I liked it. I like how it went back to the Budokai. Yeah. Yep. Oh, just the way everything flowed in the animation and then the new characters, but how it pulled in from the old mm. and made it new. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really liked it. I think it helps it with something new that I had never seen. So definitely. I don't know. Those I'm, are my thoughts. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are a 
about it. Well, I'm you not, should be. I'm not sure why, because I agree with everything you just said. And I got a, a great feeling of, oh, yeah, this is this is really why I love it. But I don't know. It's just the kind of generic build your own Toriyama character designs. That was taking a little bit away for me where I couldn't really latch on to it. It's kind of like, oh, here's a younger Piccolo with a scarf on his face. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some of them are not the best designs in the world for the characters because, yeah, yeah. well, they only give you so many options and they all look the same. Right, right. I don't know. I, it was it was fun. It was cute. I enjoyed it for what it was. But all right, Heath, that's all I got. Did any questions come in on your end since we started Let recording? Look, I know I have one okay. and I think that's it. What you got? From Telmo Marquis 1, R slash where... Are any episode storyboards or scripts available for purchase? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. You can go online to some Japanese auction sites, and you might be able to find some. You probably won't find the original, original ones. You'll find copies. And for each show, Dragon Ball Z and then GT and even Kai, as far as I know, they would actually put out promotional scripts that you could buy. Uh, any leftover ones, sometimes the studio would just give them away. So you can find them. They're out there. They're not a whole lot of them. So you're kind of lucky if you find them. I would give you a million dollars if you could actually track down every single one because I doubt you ever could. Yeah, this is way tougher than tracking down cells, for example. I mean, oh, those at least you go time. to an anime con, you know you're going to see a couple binders full of them. And yeah, they're expensive, but it's trivial to find them. For this, right. you're talking years upon years of painstaking research and making offers and kind of just sheer luck. Which I, I posted on my blog, gosh, who knows when, a couple months ago. I actually found one on accident, and I shouldn't say found, it was given to me by accident when I <laughs> ordered some of my Dysentio. It right. just happened to show up. And at first, I didn't even know what the hell it was until I started flipping through it. And holy crap, this is a script. And there are different types of scripts that you can get. Um, I know... Our buddy uh, Peking Duck has a bunch, and he's posted them on his website. There are initial ones you can get that are actually handwritten, but they're photocopies of that. Mm. There are ones you can get that are the official ones. There are ones that aren't quite official because they don't have the actual episode title name. It's a preliminary name. So, I mean, there's a plethora of them out there. And if you can get a hold of just a couple, I say go for it. Uh, the only recommendation I can give is look on Japanese auction sites, and that's about the only place you're going to find them, because the only people that are going to sell them are fans in Japan that have them. And even for a price, I don't know what I could give you, because they've never been officially sold, so there's no value to them other than what you put on them yourself. Yeah, they're priceless. It's what are you willing to pay? Are you willing right. to pay at all? And I'm sure it goes in waves where a couple show up and the price either... I mean, supply and demand almost doesn't even make sense or applies to things like like this they're no not at all i don't even know how to describe it it's oh my god this showed I mean, up mine was free so i i still can't even give you a price on it yeah you're so. a total son of a bastard bitch whore man i really am yes i gotta meet my cursing quota for this episode oh do we need to up that <laughs> i think we need to turn it up a notch here so uh looks like that's all i have mike 
that's all I have. I'm stalling in case anyone last second comes through on Twitter. Any more questions? I guess we'll hold off for another minute and see if anything comes in. Uh, Heath, we have not been recording nearly long enough. What else do you want to talk about, man? We're at the point in the show where I think we can safely say we covered all the content we were going to. So if you're going to listen any further, do so at your own risk. Oh, definitely. Because this shit could get real. So what you got, man? What do I got? What do I got? I don't know. I was watching Captain America the other day. Have you seen that? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, I had I had the choice between Green Lantern or Captain America. So I went with Captain America. That was probably what did you think? a safe choice. I thought it was a very safe choice. We got a question here last second. CC Lemon 99 asks, I know I asked before. Oh, I do remember seeing this. Would you ever review Future Cops for the podcast? Well, Future ah. Cops is a Street Fighter kind of parody, not a Dragon Ball. I haven't seen it. I did track down a copy, so I still have to watch it. But uh, does it have anything to do with Dragon Ball? Do I have a reason to talk about it here? No. Okay. Don't you have other podcasts for that? Uh, theoretically. Well, I guess I, I could jump back a little ways because I've had some other questions on Twitter Relating to Constantine and Dragon Ball in general. All right. Do you remember that anything maybe, that's... Maybe yeah. we can answer. Sure, sure. What um, have people been asking? Well, this one's kind of for both of us, because I think we can both cover it. Uh, Waza 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 asked, any thought on adding a background music collection or a list of all the unreleased background music? Yeah. Is that in the works, Mike? It's certainly something we could do, but Kenny Sue kind of already did it, and I think we'll just steal his work at some point. I totally agree. <laughs> I, I mean, think we were both promised the same thing. <laughs> right, so. right. Why reinvent the wheel at this point? So Yeah, if people haven't checked that out, what he's done is just simply amazing. I don't know if I could have done that no that's dedication and love to something that i have but because i do other things with the website i I don't know that i could devote the time to doing that one thing which is why we appreciate this community so much from around the world because i mean kenisu detailed every last piece of bgm from every ever thing yeah, I love his fan titles, too. Yeah, they're awesome. Hey, we've never seen this song, so I'm just going to give it a title of when we first see it. I'm pretty sure people were pissed when some uh, titles for Kai music came out later on. And, and they changed from what he had been calling <laughs> Kenny's names were way better for I a totally while. Agree. I think we were just adopting his titles because they were pretty awesome. So I guess to Waza Waza Waza, that is our answer yeah yeah uh so. has there been a single i'm sure at some point there has between kenny sue and k and some of the other hardcore bgm fans is there a single list of these are the m number 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 pieces that were not released on cd it's got to exist somewhere on the forum right uh, i mean we probably yes. couldn't dig it up with a simple search but those of you I'm keep sure up could. with it kenny sue i'm pretty sure listens to the show so if you can think of it dig it up and i'd be more than happy to link it along so waza 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 waku waku can check it out <laughs> now you're just making up names i am indeed all right let's see um you got anything else i had, a, I had another one. Oh, this one's more for jake so i'm gonna put him on the spot okay <laughs> when can we see a potential finish to all the translations on Constantai? <laughs> i think that's a very valid question probably never but i mean where do you draw the someday? line at 
what you translate versus what do you editorialize versus what you reference. I mean, you're not going to just do a direct translation of all the books or anything. Right. And I I can put this out there because this is a discussion that Jake and I have both had when we first started doing this. We basically are just doing Daisenshu and interviews. And even for the Daisenshu, like we're not doing anything with the Cardass volumes there's no reason to we'll we'll document what's in it but other than that there's there's no point really translating because everything's just instructions on how to play hopefully you can figure that out on your own if you own all that stuff and then even from the daisenshu themselves anything that's not really terribly important or relevant we're not covering a lot of the tv animation ones we're not even going to touch because you know the series there's nothing in there that you don't know and half of that stuff is really meant for a five-year-old of, hey, look, he made a ball of energy and he threw it. And I, Jake just doesn't want to translate, you know, pages upon pages of that kind of text. We struggled with that when Julian and I relaunched Aizenshu EX back in 2003. It was the same thing when we were working on some of those sections. It was, I'm sorry, Julian, I didn't realize that all that said was Yamcha's a pretty cool guy. It's like, stop mm-hmm. sending me these things. This has nothing to do with anything. And that's when we realized that the Daisenshu really just regurgitate kind of nothingness overall they do if you don't owe them and you can't read them well that's the thing and i you know I we're, totally... we're hiding things from people and it's <laughs> okay, not how i, I would phrase that, it but... I, I would say i totally understand that they are these out of print books in moon speak how what information is in there well for the most part it's just kind of here's a picture of a guy this is that guy's name yeah a lot of it's pretty straightforward that's Mainly right now, what we're focusing on is Daisenshu 7, which is basically a giant encyclopedia of everything you've ever wanted to know. And other than that, we're probably just going to let it be. Because after that, I don't know there's much else that we're going to do besides interviews, anything that's really enlightening. Another thing to keep in mind is you guys have to realize we're in a really strange position where, I don't mean to phrase it this way, but Daisenshu EX and Konzentai are kind of the leading English websites. These other companies... I will tell you, are aware of what we do and what we have for content. Oh, very much so. We, we can't just, here's the book. We would never do that out of respect for various people. I mean, the original authors, the, in, the intent for what those books were, but also on a legal level, like, guys, we just can't do that. We can't just give you the book in English. Right. That's that's probably one of the biggest reasons. And that sucks anything. because then it does get into the well, are we doing our job? Are we providing the authoritative information as best as we say we can and will? And are we being pussies about it because oh no, the man's going to bring the hammer down. Well, guess what? Shit happens and it has happened. And I'm a big pussy. So Yep. So yep. yeah, it it's it's weird, it's strange, but that's what happens when you dedicate... Oh my god, Daisen Shui X has been up for 13 years. Almost half my life. Frightening. Yeah. Say that again. No. <laughs> what we're going to do is we get a couple other questions. Great. This totally gets us back to genuine yes. answers. Uh, Randy, Haseya Wolf says, Favorite Dragon Ball logo? Tankobon. Dragon Ball anime. Z, GT anime. Why am I switching between anime and anime? I don't even know. Uh, Heath, what is your favorite logo for the Dragon Ball series? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with just the original Dragon Ball logo. For the first TV series? For the first TV series. So kind of the blue, the bold letters... With is the it red, blue and yeah. reddish, orangish in there. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a good the one. Manga. I hate the most. I can tell you that. Ah, uh, um, I hope we agree. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it. No, no. What do you got? Uh, What's your least favorite? I've got um the Dragon Ball Z logo that fades from yellow to red. You know, vertically across it. I've never liked that logo ever. Oh, what one is that? What was it used on? Uh, originally, uh, Pioneer used it on a lot of their. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the first logo. It was logo like it was on a lot of the first American VHS fans cases. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't hate it as much as you do. My least favorite one is the Dragon Ball Z logo that Viz uses for the English release of the manga. Oh, okay. With that yep, weird with Z that, that looks like a child drew it in crayon. I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with that. Don't like that one. I do like Toriyama's logos in the manga a lot i like how the letters are kind of like falling together like it's not all perfect Mm, they're cascading and i've always liked that especially later on where they're very simplistic hand-drawn it just says dragon and then underneath it just says ball but you can tell he didn't take out a straight edge he basically just freehanded the whole thing he's a talented man what can i say he is he is You could tell at the end that he's just like, hey, I'm going to draw this logo as fast as I can so I can get this chapter out. (laughs) Is this series done yet? It's a man we know and love. Uh, That's the end of the new Twitter questions. Uh, Eric asked about Blu-ray screening New York Comic Con, but Mm -hmm. I think we covered the trailers and we weren't at New York Comic Con. So you got anything else? People, questions hanging out there. I'm sure I've got emails that I could dig into, but I don't have them in front of me. So Heath going once, going twice. I've got nothing. All right, let's let's call it a day here. We've been recording. Okay. Now I think it's a substantial amount of audio recording. We can kind of fake well, good. it and say, yeah. We have to give the people what they want. We did a full episode. Every once in a while, people want this. I don't know why. I mean, it's fun for you and I, but I do acknowledge that it's somewhat self-indulgent because it's like, oh, Keith and I are going to talk and be buds for an hour. Isn't that cool and fun? Well, hey, if people want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. So More be power it. to him, I guess. We, I think we have made up in content over the last couple of weeks in particular that uh, they can allow us this this one here. I hope so. Heath, uh, we're done here. We've got lots of great things coming up on both websites. Uh, I am, I'll give you a chance, but I got to talk about Content Ties NQEX. Will you allow me? Just Go for one it. One moment, yeah. sir. I mean, yeah, you're I... always like, Mike, Mike, Content we're doing this. Shut the fuck up for a minute. All right, let me talk. Fine. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Right, right, right. We're working on, when I say we, I mean me, that uh, episode of Bardock full written review on the website. Work has been killing me. So the podcast has been my one and only opportunity to generate content. It's half written. I'm still working on it. I did all my pictures. It's coming. And the reason that I'm looking forward to posting it up is because we get so many searches and questions for when is chapter four of episode of Bardock coming out? I think I can point to this and say it's over guess what people it's already out here's why <laughs> here's what we thought i mean it doesn't exist all right i'm done heath what do you got oh sorry did i overshadow you there mike no no it's cool i appreciate it okay good hustle um, there. getting into the conversation you can find me and jake over on www.kanzentai.com that's contentai.com your perfect dragon ball collection and number one rival uh let's see we did have um some news updates which was amazing because i don't know when i found the time to do it but <laughs> i hear um, you man yeah sd i don't know did you cover that last week i didn't listen to the news uh portion. yeah I'll i think admit. that was the one news we talked about we're like i ah, forget this yep. let's do manga uh so we covered that and psycho jump hey they're going monthly because they're awesome 
but we don't know if Dragon Ball's come back. We also put up some movies in the background. I fixed a bunch of stuff in the theme guide, added up a bunch of new stuff, stole Julian's translations. <laughs> By that, I mean I linked to them because right. Jake doesn't want to do it yep. if it's already done. I hear that. And I will address one thing. I know it came up on your form. I know what you're talking about. I really meant to address it there, and I never did, so I'm going to address it here, and hopefully everyone's listening. I made all the sufficient corrections in the movie guide. Uh, some of the box office totals were off by a factor of 10. You made the classic Greg Werner mistake. I did, and I also made that mistake like two years ago, because the secret is, and everyone pay attention, Yep. All the pages for the movies are already done. They've been done for almost two years. They're just <laughs> missing a couple little things every, you know, once in a while. Yep. And so over time, then, hey, I'm going to write a synopsis. And then I throw it well, up. Page is done. Um, so when I went back and did these pages, I did not double check all the stuff I did years ago. And that is why those corrections were never made. I am. Um, they were pointed out, and I corrected them. So I hope everybody's happy. Good job, Heath. I know. I try to please everyone. Well, you know, this is why we can't trust Konzentai. It, it is true, because when my mistakes are shown, I am so reluctant to fix anything. You alone are it. hoarding knowledge and preventing an objective analysis of uh box office figures yeah because i'm sure only three people really care well and you know what all three of them asked you about it <laughs> they sure did gotta hand it to these dragon ball fans they don't let us slide on anything i oh, appreciate not that at all. so anyway that's all i have uh hopefully awesome. we have some more stuff coming um i need to talk to jake actually because we haven't talked in a while well you can talk on his super nice new microphone which should arrive by october 27th yay That'll be nice. This one won't have to be held together by duct tape. That's correct. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear Jake's voice in proper quality. I am too. Very we'll soon. have to have a big Skype party. That's right. Look at us. We all sound great. It'll last about 30 seconds. Yep. We'll be bored. All right, Heath, thank you, sir, for joining myself here on the show this week. Well, thanks for having me. No prob. It leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito E. X. I do the show mostly each and every week. Julian's off in Japan. Mary's upstairs trying to catch up with me on One Piece because I overtook the dear wife today. Yes. Good Very for excited. you. excited. Just completed volume 40. Jacob wanted me to talk about it on the show, but I think it's a little out of place here to talk about it. I enjoyed it. Finally seeing things that I've known and heard about for years upon years upon years upon years. Very and exciting. then maybe you can catch up with Jake and I someday. Maybe. We'll see. All right. So www.dizenxwex.com. That's the website address you type in all the time to read the news, to read the updates, to get the podcast, all that stuff. Don't know what I'm saying anymore. So for Heath over there, thank you, sir, again. Thank you for having me again. For Jake, for Julian, for Mary, for all the folks that join us week in, week out to talk about Dragon Ball into your ears over the magic of internet tubes. We love you. We'll talk to you at some point in the very near future. Have a good one.
Siri, do you like Dragon Ball? I'd rather not say, Mike.